Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Neat Part. This week, we are celebrating our first year anniversary for the podcast. So check us out as we step on Old Forester's Birthday Bourbon and Old Elk. So grab your drinks, sit back and relax, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hey man, welcome back to the Neat Poor Podcast. It's the show that explores the beauty in the barrel, where we always drink the good stuff. Nick is here. Shalanda's here. What's cracking, Shalanda? Today is our first year anniversary for the Neat Poor. How do you feel about that? Man. It's our anniversary. Yeah, man. It's uh, one here in the books, man. So uh, cheers to us. Cheers to everyone who's been listening to the show. Thank you, guys. Man, there's only one way to really do this anniversary show, man, and that's with... uh, the first bottled bourbon ever, Old Forster birthday bourbon. Old Forster, I mean, it's kind of like technically our birthday. Yeah, it is, man. So this is cool. We've got um, birthday bourbon in this lineup, and then we picked up an Old Elk. It's a five-year uh, single barrel pick from Benny's. So it's been a year already, Sean. It's been a year. I mean, it was so funny because when we decided to do this show, we were sitting in the living room. And Nick was watching more than likely a game, a White Sox game, as he always do. And I'm like, hey, you know what? We should start a bourbon podcast. And he's like, you know what? Shalon, that's a good idea. And within 10 minutes, we had the name. And then I had secured the domain. And it was just, we just took off from there. It was on and popping. Um, I think the the framework for the podcast was... Um, you know, we both had this beer background that kind of in Chicago, that means barrel aged beers. And that led us to the source uh, whiskeys. But then also, just like a lot of these podcasts that kicked off, you know, with everything closed, it gave us a chance to, you know, kind of pivot and do something fun and then support these uh, bars and restaurants that were selling bottles. Right. Yeah. They were selling bottles to survive. They were selling them above market value. Mm -hmm. So it gave us a chance to participate in that. And I think after a while. It kind of made sense to say, hey, let's just justify this by having a show. And also, let's try to capture what we're seeing. So that led to, like, there's a audio every week. There's a there's a feature story every week. You know, there's a cocktail of the week. Some weeks. Some weeks. It's been a while. I mean, you know, yeah, I know I fell off from that. Um, but it Oops. did give us a chance to have our own channel. And, you know, that's been a very fun ride. So. so thank you guys for rocking with us. We deeply, deeply appreciate it. Yeah, man. Um, so... Let's see. Uh, what have been some of your favorite whiskeys that we've had in the last 12 months? I know we took a list earlier. Mm, let's see here. Stingamore was one of my favorites because I definitely, that's like one of my go-to since I bought it. Um, man, you know me, the Japanese whiskeys, that's been my jam. That really put me on. And it's so funny because I don't really like the peat and scotch whiskeys and some of the scotch whiskeys and, and this the one's Japanese just, is kind of inspired by scotch. It's, it is, but I rock with them. Um, man, um, of course, you know, Four Roses are always my jam. And then the Michter's, I would say the Michter's 10 year bourbon is my jam. Yeah. And then St. Cloud has been pretty good and Guidance is a really nice light supper. So it's been really too many for me to count. <laughs> No, I hear you, man. Um, in in recent memory, you know, a, a staple of the show, and it wasn't intentional, but it just helps you pick out flavor profiles. 
when you have one versus another, right? Mm-hmm. So um, two of the ones that stand out for me were uh, the Parker's Heritage versus an Elijah Craig Barrel Proof, right? Um, and then uh, Knob Creek, the Bats, uh, Knob, Pre- Knob Creek Cash Strength versus a Booker's, mm-hmm. you know, those high, high gravity uh, episodes from one distiller. But, um, man, my favorite really, I think, uh, Old Forster 150. That was, that was an interesting one. I mean, cause we're drinking an Old Forster right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, th- these profiles, man, are totally different on these Old Forster products. Like, I was actually looking for some 1910 or some 1920 up there, but I think we drank it all. Yeah, that 1920 got knocked out. Yeah. And when I get, um, but you know, you get like, I get some oranges and some cherries. You know, that 150, the Old Forster 150 that came in the canister, the one that, uh, led to that impromptu photo shoot. Yeah. It's got, uh, it was like cherry cordial to me. Yeah. You know, a lot of, a lot of big cherry, a little bit of chocolate. Um, this birthday bourbon is nothing like those though. Which mm, is kinda... Let me sip. Let me sip. Let me see. Let me gather so, my taste. It's my taste buds. So I think, you know, if I, if I picked any one thing over the course of the, the 12 months, it's that, you know, you take different products from a crew and really, you know, you can really spotlight the differences in each offering, you know, which, which can be fun. And we're not talking like rye versus, you know, bourbon or anything. We're talking just their different bourbons in their lineup and how they're different. You know? I mean, I guess it goes to say that beauty really is in the beer because that the flavor, the notes, the the color, the taste, it all comes from that barrel. I mean, you can have, I mean, the same product, but yet it's going to taste different depending on how that barrel pulls out the flavors. Yeah. Um, you know, the only crew that's an exception to that is uh, Maker's Mark, mm-hmm. you know, because they, they're they're um, the levers they pull are, you know, that finishing program, that 46 program. Um, but other than that, I think you're right. Um, I think my all time favorite bourbon since we started was probably the the Thomas H. Andy. Um, it's the only bottle that I don't really regret the price point on it. Mm-hmm. And every time I go to it. I'm just like, you know, you know, big spice, you know, rum cake, orange marmalade, you know, tons of rye. Kind of tickles your nose like wasabi a little bit. Just 125 proof, just big badass American rye whiskey. If I was picking one as my favorite, that would be it. I think one of my favorite things has been rediscovering um, some of the bottles that we may have initially tasted that wasn't necessarily like jam but then when we go back after you know it's been sitting in the bottle and the air is hit it and it's like oh wait a minute hold on i'm actually digging this one now that first sip was completely different for, from the last time that i've had it they do open up you get past the neck on these and they start to taste a little different and you know what man shout out to all those little distilleries in kentucky that you know we really had never had before that you know, we drank as part of this this uh, this podcast. You know, Peerless, um, Wilderness Trail, uh, Old Scout. That's not a Kentucky one, mm-hmm. but you know, Smoke Wagon. Um, you know, Boondocks on a recent one. Barrel you know, bourbon. Yeah, yeah, all the barrel stuff. There's a ton of whiskeys. I don't think we would have made our way to if it wasn't for the pot. Yeah. So, you know, it's been a fun ride. So let's talk about this old Forester, man. Um, it's our anniversary. This is uh, the 2010 edition. So this is a 98 proofer. Do I got that right? Yeah. yeah birthday bourbon. It's in a bottle that kind of looks like, 
either a genie bottle or a piece of equipment in the in the distillery, like a pot still or something. Oh wait, this is the 2010 edition. No, this, it was bottled. It was barreled oh. in 2010. Okay, it came out in 2020. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you know, we'll we'll just read a little bit of the uh, a little label that came with it here. You know, uh, Old Forester annually releases an expression of this bourbon. It's to celebrate uh, George Garvin Brown. You know, of course, he's the uh, creator. So this birthday bourbon marks the 20th edition in the release. This is the 20th birthday bourbon. Damn. Oh, shit. I didn't realize that. Um, master distiller is Chris Morris. Uh, master taster is Jackie Zycan. So this is a small batch vintage dated offering of a one of a kind profile that's never to be replicated. Um, so they say caramel and uh, brittle toffee and tropical notes along with banana, coconut and macadamia nut. That's what they say on the taste. I'm definitely getting the tropical and the toffee. Of everything they discuss, I think it kind of leans tropical forward. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, we've had this um, at Little Bad Wolf down the street. Was it this year? The 2020? Yeah, it was I thought 20, it was 2019. You thought so? Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was 2020. But... Yeah. yeah, it was 2019 because she bought the bottle to the table and had the, the purple tab. Okay. So we actually haven't had this one. No. So I wonder if there's so I wonder if there's a theme there. They're all supposed to be different, but I wonder if there's a theme of it having that type of tropical coconut flavor profile throughout those. I yeah. wonder if that's if that's a constant. And I remember twenty nine the one I had um at Little Bad Wolf was a bit more spicier than this one. Okay. Um these birthday bourbons, I think uh well I tell you, you know, part of the journey for me was um you know, this is out of all the bottles that, you know, come across. That's actually the hardest one to get. Man, you had to sell your soul for this one. You know, I was actually trying to get um, the 2019 because, it, you know, I think the 2019 purple was the one that uh, they used for the uh, the Goose Island release that year. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to get that one. And I didn't. And actually, this was a learning experience on my part. I didn't know that each one was a different release. So I ended up getting a different one. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm glad I still got it. But, yeah, uh, it was the beginning of my bourbon journey. So I think I think I might have traded a Weller Twelve. Yes, I remember. And that. a uh, and a Lot B mm-hmm. for those. Um, now, for some reason, this year Weller Twelve and Lot B was in abundance. Yeah. So it, you know it wasn't too big of a deal. But looking back on it, you know I didn't get the best of that deal. But mm-hmm. you know, shit, it was my first year in bourbon, so. You know, you live and learn. Now um, you know better, you do better. I probably wouldn't make that deal again. However, I still haven't really seen this bottle unless you unless you got like six hundred dollars or a thousand dollars. You never see this fucking bottle. Personally, I think you got the good end of the deal because of the fact that this bottle is now so scarce. And it's like you said, I mean, because at one point in time we had what five bottles of Lot B. So Lot B was really in abundance compared to this. Birthday bourbon is hard to find. It is so hard to find. People, I know people who work um, for the company can't, can't really get their hand on, hands on this bottle. So. No, you saw one at your mom's. Yeah, that little old lady, she had something on. It was a friend of hers had left it there because um, she had a gathering. And it just so happened I popped up on my mom's and I was sitting behind my bar and I'm like, what the hell? This was, And that was the 2019 one. I'm like, what so the hell? So purple. Yeah, it was purple. And I'm like, what you doing with this on your bar? She thought, oh, and somebody, somebody left it. So I called and got permission to see if I can, you know, have a sip of it. And that's when I first tried it. 
She didn't know what she had. It's very pleasant. And the nuttiness kind of comes across uh, right towards the end. Mm-hmm. You know, just and then I start to get just a little bit of that sweet oak in there too. You know, some of those kind of bitter oak tannins in there. Yeah. Um, I really like it. And then, you know, I'm actually looking back on it. I would have done it all over again. We needed a special occasion uh bourbon. And it's definitely it pours like something special. It comes in a bottle like nothing that I really see on the shelf. Mm-hmm. So it is a special bourbon. You know, it fits it definitely fits the occasion. Um and it's really good. Yeah. So, I I definitely agree. I'm glad me personally, I'm glad that you traded for this bottle. Yeah. Um along I even with- offered up one of mine a tribute. And he was like, No, I got it. Um, no, yeah, I just wanted to, I just wanted to get the bottle and, you know, when you, it's kind of like when we picked that, um, that star word, mm-hmm. you know, for, with, uh, with Delilah's, it was like, you know, Hey, we're drinking these five whiskeys and which one do we want as our, as our choice for a barrel pick? And I'm looking at all the ones, you know, I'm looking at the, the bottles on the shelf and I'm like, well, what, which one in this lineup don't taste like nothing on the shelf. So I ended up picking that one, you know, yeah. out of that lineup. It was just along the same kind of concept, right? Like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, nothing on the shelf kind of looks like this. So, you know, there you go. Um, alongside that, we've got elk. Was it old? Old elk. elk. Yeah. This is a cool bottle, though. Yeah. This is a, a five-year product from Mr. Greg Metz. So this is distilled in Indiana. So the way I understand it, Greg. juice? Yeah. Greg Metz used to... Uh, for 38 years, he was at MGP. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, Old Elk was one of their customers. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, after a couple of years, he just started working directly for Old Elk. So Old Elk's out of Fort Collins, Colorado. Okay. Uh, if I got the story right, I think it's the guy who started Otterbox, which I got that on my iPhone right now. You know, Otterbox. The phone case company? Yeah. Wow. The guy who started Otterbox, this was his second project. He was very successful with that. And um, he wanted to get into bourbon and he wanted to do it the right way. So he tapped, he tapped a guy who, you know. Was working at MGP, so that's not a bad call. Yeah, so this is a uh, this is a cash strength single barrel offering that Benny's picked out, and I think the old elk recipe, you know, to make it to have something different on the market, they decided to go with a higher percentage of malt in their bill. So it's a it's a malt it's a very malty bourbon. Now, when I first poured out this bourbon. It has, it's giving you that southern sweet tea vibe when you smell. Um, when you taste it, it's the same type of vibe. This is a sipper. Um, it's like that country sitting on a on a country porch on a hot day and you want to sip and it's that good old sweet tea. Yeah. And, um, you know, in a big gigantic mason jar or maybe you poured it from a really big glass pitcher with um with some ice and either some sugar. I get I get both granulated sugar and honey and almost kind of it almost kind of tastes a little bit like a candy bar of some sort to me, too. Mm-hmm. When I taste it, this is, um, you know, at the store, they were kind of saying like, hey, for the for the money, this is one of the best things you could get into. Um, it reminds you it's giving me McDonald's sweet tea vibes. Yeah. Man. Anybody want to know? But it's good, though. I'm not knocking it. Yeah, it's uh, spicy notes of rye. And a remarkably smooth oh. and innovative spirit. Did you say smooth? I'm reading the back of the bottle. Okay, damn. Damn, I thought you was going to get this. So, um, yeah, these are, 
these are what we decided to pick up for the anniversary show. Um, what do you think we could have done differently in the first year of the show, Shalanda? Um, I think that we need to add, we could have added more video. We, we, it's time to get that YouTube channel popping so the folks can see more of us, you know, and then to, um, we don't really take a lot of selfies or anything with even in our individual channels, beer channels. Like you may, if you go on my Afro Beer Chick page, you may see me post, um, every so often with a beer, but I think we need to kind of step up a little bit more in the knee part so people can see us rather than just hear our voice. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um, what I would like to see maybe is just like little snippets, um, you know, whether it's a reel or whether it's just a snippet from the show, you know, just maybe just like a little 90 second audio or video, uh, audio video component where, you know, people can just kind of digest in smaller bites the full 30 minute show with like a little two minute post. That's what I started yeah. off. A little as. two minute video post. I think that'd be cool. That's what I started off as. You know, it's like a lot of homework here. Um, yeah, man. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, it starts off like, you know, just kind of fun. and You talk about stuff you like, but after a while, it's like, hey, if you wanted to grow, you guys should put some more work into it. put in that work. Yeah. So um, I think what else did we not talk about? We didn't talk about uh, Immortal Rye from Few Spirits. We did. We did a whole show on it. No, we didn't talk about it today as one of the best things oh. we had. Okay, yeah. This week. I mean, this year. We didn't talk about that. And few, if you guys are listening, shouts out to those little cocktail bottles that came in handy on the beach when I made cocktails for the beach. Cool. Recycled. Um, a little bit of news this week. The 2021 International Whiskey Competition is out. And uh, the best American whiskey, uh, so that's best bourbon and best Kentucky whiskey, is the latest pick from the Black Bourbon Society. Ooh, okay. Uh, so shouts uh, out to them. And, you know, they... You know, let's give them some shouts as well, because, you know, going to that event, I mean, for me, I can't speak for Nick, but for me, it really have, you know, drive home the idea like, you know, I guess I want to talk about bourbon. You know, I got things to say about bourbon and that whole event, the dinner and um, the their event with Makers Mark, that really kind of also set the course. It was, a, it was a launch party for their last Makers Mark yeah. barrel select. Here in Chicago, yeah. There was a conversation amongst Shalanda and I at this dinner that, hey, maybe we should get their barrel if they're mm-hmm. not doing anything with it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, maybe put a beer in it and then maybe take that to, to Fresh Fetch or something like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it definitely changed the direction of our conversation as related to whiskey. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we had some clear identities, you know, with regards to beer, but that changed the way we viewed what we could discuss at whiskey was was seeing that party. That was at Virtue in Hyde Park, mm-hmm. and that was a uh, that was a good time. Uh, Makers Mark was there. You know, it's five course dinner. It was really good. So let's run down the uh, you know the private selection. Let's run down the staves in this uh, one hundred and ten proof uh, Black Bourbon Society's private select for this year. Uh, one baked American pure stave, two seared French cuvee, two Makers Mark, uh, two. Roasted French mendiant, I think that's the new one, and then uh, two toasted French spice. So this program, man, I tell you, and we had these on the show, right? We had the last makers on the show. We did. We had um the last uh, private select from BBS on the show next to a makers cash strain. Mm-hmm. And let's be clear, makers is a weeded burp. Mm-hmm. You know, just like Weller, and just like the fucking um, the lot B we traded to get the, the birthday bourbon. <laughs> it's a weeded bourbon. Um, but there's different types of tannins when in French oak, 
you know, almost to the point where it kind of raises the spice level to kind of that, that kind of imitates rye spice in a way. It's very bizarre. It's a very bizarre deconstructed route to get to essentially making a, a bourbon, making a weeded bourbon taste like a high rye bourbon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's 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 interesting like how much because they take those they take those days they age them for I think like just a few weeks right like nine weeks I think right so but it makes a huge difference when you have it next to just your standard uh, weeded Maker's Mark and then you have this Maker's Forty Six totally different experience mm-hmm. um, so that was very rewarding having that so I can't wait to to have this one um, what else uh, we're gonna hit the road soon. Yeah, we're going to Louisville. Yeah, this will be our first trip since 2015, of course. 2016. 2016. Yes. So you know we'll have all the uh, we'll have all the deets. We'll you know we'll tag it up and you know IG it up, social media it up, mm-hmm. and uh, I think our goal is to try to hit a bunch of spots we didn't hit last time. So for us, the only spot I think we're going to repeat might be Heaven Hill. Yeah. But then after that, I think we're going to get after everything we didn't hit last time. Probably because the shit didn't exist last time in some cases, you know. But we definitely got to get over to Willard, so. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, man. Um, what else is going on? I think that's it, Shalanda. Unless that's we got about anything it. else, man. Um, no, that's about it. Again, we want to thank you guys for rocking with us for this past year. We are so excited about the content we pushed out, and we are looking forward to pushing our new content. And you know, you can find me individually at Afro Beer Chick on all the social media talking shit about beer. And Nick, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Nicosio. Um, I will say this: it's Old Forester Birthday Bourbon is good. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've only got one lot B. I wouldn't say trade it for the old force of birthday bourbon, but if you got two lot B's, trade one and take it for a spin and just admire how pretty this shit's going to look on your on your bar. It's going to look really nice. Or you can be like me. Don't trade mine and just drink next. Yeah, it's the story of my life. Yeah. <laughs> but I know, collectively. Yeah, I know you guys envy me, right? Happy life. Happy wife, happy life. That's how it goes. So what's the tagline? How we end this now? Okay. Uh, this is Nick and Shalanda signing off. And like we always say, uh, don't get a divorce. Uh, just pour another drink. And buy more beer bourbon. <laughs> All right. You can catch us collectively at the Nipur and check out the new episodes on the Nipur.com. And until then, you guys, peace out.